You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris and tonight I'm joined by John. How are you doing, John? I'm alright. Happy Tuesday. Alright, recording the... 24 hours later than usual, well, almost 25 hours later than usual because we've had some technical difficulties with the, the old laptop, so uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a, a, an interesting few days, but uh, we're, we're back, we're ready to go, uh, uh, plenty to talk about, so we'll get cracking with it, and we'll start off with the, the charity bit, um, first off, Gormley didn't score first for Clyde, Clyde did win, though they were in the charity bit. Um, but unfortunately, Forfar managed to screw up the, the charity bet so much, Dick Campbell got sacked for it. Aha, uh-huh, he would be picked Forfar for it. <laughs> they were in terrible enough for him recently. They were at home at Cowden Beast, it seemed like a good Aye, idea. That's why we picked him, didn't we? Aye. But oh well. But uh, they're the last team we picked. Well, I think maybe. I just can't remember. But it's really annoying because the other two did win. So. Ah, you know. Aye, so no luck yet, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, we should say Dick Cavill wasn't the only one to, to go. He was seven years in the fourth job, I think. So that was a, a, one of the long-term ones in Scotland has, has lost his job. I think <laughs> I was reading something that uh, Alan Archibald, that Patrick Thistle is now the third longest standing uh, manager and he only took the job in 2013. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> so aye, it's, uh, you don't keep a job long in this country. No. Uh, moving on to Ian Murray. Yeah, the Ian Murray was uh, the other one that went to the weekend there. Uh, St Martin, not a not a happy hunting ground for for managers currently. It's, uh, I think is that the fourth one in about a year and a half or something they've lost now. Aye, and then it was Danny Lennon. Aye, St Martin manager. Aye. <laughs> lost his job again. Another job. Aye, he was at Alloa. He, he went just as we finished recording uh, last week, which wasn't the only bit of news that was that came out just as we finished recording, but we may touch in the league cup later on. Aye, hey, Alloa have employed Jack Ross as their new manager. Yeah, that, that's the thing. They're because they're a bit further down the line with the the, the, the managerial changes they've managed to give someone the job. Was that earlier today? That was earlier today, aye. Um, I believe rumours I've heard that St Mirren have ranged from anything from, I think, Alec Miller to Stuart McCall. Who else did I hear linked to it? Chick Young was leading a poll somewhere. The Daily Record, I think. Chick Young was leading a poll, aye. <laughs> um, to be honest, that St Mirren job's a bit of a poison chalice at this point. The, the fact they've been through so many managers now would almost suggest that when they've tried... They, they, Danny Lynn did a pretty good job, when he did win the, the, the League Cup. But uh, it was getting increasingly sort of pushed out the door. And then since then, they went for the experience of Tommy Craig, and that didn't work. Uh, they gave, uh, was it, Gary Teal had the job temporarily. So yeah. they, gave, they gave attempt to the job, and that didn't work. Uh, and then they gave Ian Murray, who's star out of a young manager, they gave him the job, and that's not worked either. So, what do you do next? Well, I think they were talking about it in the sports scene last night. Do you go for the experience, which is very obvious then? But Pat Nevin, probably rightly so, said, I it's just a case of getting the right person. Yeah. Ian Murray looked a good appointment, probably. Oh, well, yeah, uh, I mean, he did pretty well. Was it Dumbarton he was at previously? Dumbarton, yeah, aye. He did, he did pretty well there. It's, I thought it was probably the right move for something. But I, I think they need change elsewhere at St. Martin. It's not just the manager that's a problem. I think there's there's other issues at that club now that, uh, that need to be addressed and... and Continually changing the manager isn't going to help. The favourites actually, well, in McBookie is actually now Alec Ray. It's Rangers player. He's Wilkes player. Yeah, he's he's been managing recently, and I'm trying to remember well. But for what I remember, he's been getting a good write up. Barry Ferguson's second favourite. I knew Barry Ferguson and, was also. And obviously, he's a Clyde manager at the moment. So. Aye. Surely, yeah. Uh, what's his name's getting the job? Has he been linked yet? The boy always used to get linked with every job. Oh, Stuart Baxter. Aye. He's moving on the list. Is he not? What's happening? I've not seen him on the list for a while. I must admit. Maybe he's retired from marriage. Al- Alary has only ever been manager of Dundee for a couple of years, and that was that was 2006, 2008. So, he's, he's been out of management for a while. Maybe. Is he, I think he's involved in youth coaching somewhere. He was assistant manager at Genk, working with McLeish. 
Um, he was alongside Paul Ince at Blackpool. He's been, he's, so he's kind of been like assistant a few times. But uh, no, he's, he's actually managing himself. It's only been done. It's hard to, I mean, it's, we don't know until somebody gets appointed, but uh, the fact that Alex Ray is currently the, the bookish favourite would suggest there's been a lot of money lumped on him recently. You would think so, aye, because the last actually I'd seen before that, the favourite was Barry Ferguson at 5 to 1. That's Alex Ray sitting at 6 to 5. But oh, yeah, we've seen it before, these things happen where managers get heavily backed and then, or people get heavily backed for the job and then they're nowhere near them, even in the showing for it, so. But I guess I watched that space, I guess. I would think so. Um, so that that all came after, uh, well, St Mirren was a... Uh, Lost to Murray's old club. Dumbarton, yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, it was a, an interesting period. The, the, the top, we spoke about it last week, the, the, the top of the championship and the top of the premiership, the games. But uh, everybody drew in the championship. Rangers they drew at home to Morton to each. And then um, Hibernian, having been down to 10 men and having lost a goal to Falkirk, managed to get it back to one each right at the death. Nah, they were both quite fortunate, Rangers and Hibs. Because right. uh, Rangers are losing as well. So, I didn't stay the same, really. Yeah, that's what I did. I didn't stay the same. I've the same number of games now, so Rangers are still three points clear. Even as well, even as well behind the top four, Wraith and Queen of the South Road, didn't they? Uh, yeah. One all on Friday. Aye, <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it's very static. So like, pretty much the, the only teams that actually won were the uh, manager of Alwa, funnily enough. So it was one of the ones that he, he sacked a manager and then... Shot, like, like, no, actually, I don't think he did sack, I think he resigned. It's hard to keep up. Aye. Uh, but aye. It's Alwa, uh, uh, managerless at the point that they, they won that game, so... Put some only like three points behind Livingston though now. It's, in, it's an interesting win. I mean, that was if they're going to win any game, a week at Livingston is a good game for them to win. So, so yeah, things up, things up at the bottom of that week, which is, is what you want. So a, a neutral perspective. I probably should touch on Rangers a wee bit in terms of uh, possibly teams have maybe figured out how to play against them. I know there's been a, kind of some fans complaining about the fact that teams sitting in, but it's working. It seems to be working recently. Well, seven points dropped in the last five games. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, considering they hadn't dropped any before that, that's it's, it's a bit of a slump for them. But, but you see, I mean, they got fortunate this weekend because Hibs could only draw with Falkirk. But yeah, they, they have dropped quite a few points recently. And I think you're right, and teams are starting to learn how to play against them, and, and Rangers are struggling to break these teams down. But and they, I mean, they did score twice uh, against Morton, so I think it's, it's leaking the goals at the back, it's been a problem. The second goal, Morton goal, was a bit of a decent goal, right enough. But uh, yeah. <laughs> did you see the first think- one? Aye, I've seen that. I kind of watched... The own goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but i seen, was it Denny Johnson that's on loan at Morton? He was, he kind of was saying that Rangers were quite predictable. They were expecting Rangers to play exactly as they did um, and what Rangers really needs a bit of width, which, I don't know. Certainly, Ottawa was getting good reviews earlier on in the season, but it's been very quiet in regards to him. Mackay as well. Don't know whether he's been doing much recently. And then you've got I think even at times they're playing black on out wide, which seems to be a waste with the amount of goals he scores. So, that might be an area they will look to improve in the, the journey to John Trevendor. Is it Birmingham City? He's on loan for Danny Johnson. It is, yeah. yeah. I know, yeah, he's doing well, Martin. We, we released him in... Two, was, uh, last year. Get, what, no, the end of the previous season, not last season. So, uh, I was in Celtic's book, so... I'm sure he enjoyed swagging off Rangers. Uh, aye, aye. Uh, oh, John McGinn's challenge. Uh, aye, aye. Uh, I'm not going to dispute that one. That's a red card. I think. I, I think the like, sports team were absolutely spot on with us. I don't think he was malicious. I think no, it was just over over eager. Yes. Uh, and that made him go over the top of the ball. And I, I think the red card was the right decision there. But uh, aye, it was. Uh, it was a lucky escape for Hibs. I think I, it was hard to tell. But was there a possibility offside for Hibs equaliser? Because the guy who tapped it in was on the line. Almost. Possibly, possibly. One thing you should say about Hibs is good resilience to be one, but down 10 men, down 1 0, and then get an equaliser. Alan's Rub certainly mentioned it could be a, a very big result by the time the season ends. That's that. I mean, every point can count in these things. Because so. uh, the office was in second at the moment, and they've got a bit of a gap between them and Falkirk, but it's, it's six points. So. Uh, it could, I mean, that could see them not have to play a couple of games in the playoff. It could see them. 
even possibly uh, winning the championship this season by that single point. So, one way to go. Twenty games for them Rangers and Falkirk. So, Aye. we'll see what happens as the, the team progresses. It breaks our sequence of wins as well because what they'd had, they'd won eight in a row, like. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a thirteen or something they're unbeaten in now in all competitions. Aye. A decent run there. So that keeps that going at least. Uh, the Friday night game was Queen of South Race Rovers. Did you watch that? Yeah. Or was that an Alba? I never saw it. There's yeah. actually another Friday night game this week as well. Morton against Wraith. Yeah, that, that could be an interesting game because that's, that's fourth versus fifth and they're, they're level on points now thanks to Morton getting a, a point at, uh, at Ibrox. Aye, Morton in good form there, unbeaten in sits. Whereas Wraith's form, they've no one in sit. So. Because yeah, there's, there's that game on a Friday night and then Rangers are at Falkirk, I think, on Saturday. Aye, it's another different game for Rangers. Aye, they seem to be playing some of the, the better teams because they've got that game on the 19th and then they've got Hibs on the 28th. So and then obviously they've just played Morton as well. So and, they've just, and they've just played Morton. So yeah, they've played, they're playing the, the three teams immediately below them. I wonder why they're not playing boxing, do Oh, it's because it'll be on the Monday Celt- games on the telly, that's what it'll be. Aye, Monday games on the telly, aye. Uh, and then Hibs are at home at Queen of the South at the weekend, but you'd yeah. fancy Hibs to win. No, it depends what Queen of the South turned up, I think. Aye, I don't think it's good this season. No, uh, but... They've suffered from the kind of players that they've lost, they've lost a good few players in the summer. For all they're not quite as good this season, they're still... There's only two points behind Morton and Wraith, so... They're, they're certainly still in the playoff, aren't they? So that's okay. They are that. You would expect Hibs to take three points out of that, but Hibs have had that wee dent. And they'll miss McGinn, because McGinn will be suspended for that. Aye, I've seen... I think they should... Aye, I've seen that, and, but they're hoping they should be available for the Rangers game. Yeah, I think I think he only gets a one-game ban for the, the challenge, so yeah, he'll, he'll be suspended for the Queen of South game, but he should be back for the Rangers game. So, aye, interesting championship. Uh, League one, there was a big game as well. Yeah. Top of the table, Bash. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's a lot of that going on this, this weekend. Didn't uh, Fairmont came up with the goods? Uh, to be honest, the only result I, I, I noticed that that one was the fourth for defeat, unfortunately, because of the, the charity bit. Aye. Uh, uh, so nobody won at home at all in this division. Because Breaking were the, the only ones that didn't lose with the one each draw against Peterhead. But Air lost at home to Fairland, Forfer lost at home to Cowden Beath, Stanisfield lost at home to Albion Rovers, and Stanford lost at home to uh, Verde. Yeah. That's done Fairland three clear, but Air have got a game in hand. Yeah, aye. Fairland's goal difference is far better. Aye, so so even if Air won that game in hand, Fairland will be sitting above them. Unless uh, Air can win by uh, 19 goals. (laughs) (laughs) A bit of a stretch. Be a Shaw's inquiry if that happened. <laughs> is this, do we know who they're keeping hands against, or is it no scheduled? Or? Um, I, don't, I don't think it's any time soon. So. Nah, probably be by the time the weather gets a bit better. They'll reschedule that one. And week two is uh, still fairly tight. Uh, so, a couple of games on tonight as well. Rearrange fixtures. Uh, yeah, I, I, I both beat Berwick 3-1 and Montrose drew one each win in Athletic, so that draw means either Athletic are three clear of Queen's Park at the top. But uh, Clyde are a point behind Queen's Park uh, by a given hand. Aye, they're giving hands against East Stirling. Against East Stirling, yep. Uh, aye, still very tight. Um, certainly the top four all look like they could win the league. Mm-hmm. Even before that, even still in Albion. You might even turn out still in Albion the way they, you know, the league goes in terms of no team, no no team really getting a good good run of form. I think the best recently has probably been Clyde, one beating in five. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, it's you just would try and avoid it for betting. In the main, Scott Ferguson actually got the two goals. So, Gormley did play at least, so that was a better pick than the last time we went for a, a first goal score and it turned out they didn't even play. Yeah, but, we, try to put, uh, we try to put the pressure on him on Twitter as well. But aye, you did. I didn't even know he was on aye. Twitter. Aye, I used to follow, I followed him when he was at Talbot. So. Oh, of course. Uh, he's a former Talbot man, isn't he? He is indeed, aye. That probably covers the uh, lowerly ground up. 
I'm just, I'm just checking to see if it was actual Scottish Cup games you played at the weekend there, but. Nah, there's some fixtures though tomorrow. This, right? Yeah, uh, Wick Academy are playing with Lithgow Rose tomorrow night. Is that the last of the the games that needs to be resolved now? Or is there any more? I thought I saw there was a few games on tomorrow night. Only one that's listed in the BBC website is Wick Academy or Lithgow Rose. Um, oh, aye, it's just high on games I've seen tomorrow. That's and I think the winner of that will be hosting for for. Because that seems to be the only game that's not got a. It's is got that a TPC. TPC confirmed it, yeah. It's the only one that's got that. So that, yeah, it must be down to that one last game, man. That we spoke about the draw last week. Yeah. That so, probably moves us nicely on to the Premiership fixtures, seeing as the the big game of the weekend was a tie that we'll see again on the 9th of January. Yeah, um, that was a that was a handy game to be watching, wasn't it? Oh. Handy being the operative word there. Did you, did you get a chance Remember to watch it? Just, no, just, I was working, but yeah. who knows what he was doing? Madness. Because everyone that can, uh, has seen it can see that he's he's had a look behind him. Aye, so I th- and well, no one near him. No, but sports scene did make a point that he has looked, seen there's somebody behind him and thought, if he makes that run, I'm in trouble. But never made whoever it was that was behind him. I think it was good while he was behind him. But he never made the run, so... It just looks foolish, but it had had had. I'll just go with Goodwillie. Had Goodwillie made that run, then it was like uh, McGee was beat. There was no way he was getting it, and uh, Goodwillie had a tap in behind him. So you can kind of understand the logic behind it, but aye. If, if you handle saying. it, it's a penalty anyway. So you're then hoping that your goalkeeper pulls you out the, out the mire, and you're almost as well just giving them the goal. Yeah, but I, I, I'm obviously pleased that he pleased that he messed up. Maybe he had Aberdeen in his cooking. <laughs> no, we we know Scottish footballers don't bet on football on football games anymore because that's banned. And we've, yeah. had, we've had a few issues with that in recent years, so nobody bets on anything. But uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, we lost Reynolds to injury, broken nose. Ouch! At half time, and then Shinny had to get stitches as well. I believe that uh, Hearts were quite physical in the, the game. Also, as well, Pallardo was substituted before he could get sent off. Before he was going to get sent off, Nielsen thought. So, I don't know. I think Hearts are quite a physical team at the best. Most of the uh, they're quite a big team. They're quite a big side. I seem to remember that from when we played them at Celtic Park. Uh, we, had, we had a few issues with, getting, with James Forrest getting kicked up and down the length of it. And referee not really dealing with it properly. But, uh, aye. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll quote Laurie's tweet uh, on the, after the game. He said, Aberdeen certainly the better side today. Can't really argue with the result. Bizarre, ridiculous way to lose it in the end, though. So, Laurie was obviously thinking that Aberdeen deserved the win. Go by the highlights, certainly, it looked like we deserved the win. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's I don't think there was many clear cut chances. Um, there was a couple of headers, Considine, header from Hayes, free kick, Rooney as well, the header. Uh, McGinn had a shot with his right foot that I seen that's only going by the highlights but there wasn't mm-hmm. many chances I, can't, I think I only remember Hearts having one chance and Ward was really quick out to prevent Wanma from scoring yeah I, th- there was a, there was a, I remember a decent save for Ward but uh, I, don't, I don't think it was all that much that Hearts troubled you I think, it looked to me in the highlights where Hearts tried to play at Petordia like uh, you'd play at Celtic Park just try to try to defend their way out of the, the, the result but it may have worked had they not had a bit of moment of madness for McGee but yeah but uh, it was, that was uh, three points for Aberdeen so that, that closed the gap to a single point no it didn't leapfrog Celtic as uh, Ladbrokes tweeted I've seen, I've seen Larry tweeting that one as well yeah uh, good thing as well Aberdeen clean sheet not a clean sheet so the defence is starting to look maybe a wee bit more solid again so and we're unbeaten five now and the game's coming up I would say it'll look favourably Fairly favourable, and uh, we touched on, touched on that last week. Up until we play Celtic, and we have got well, we're home to Motherwell, and then on the twenty seventh we're away at Hearts. So we don't exactly have an easy game there. Oh, and Hearts love beating Celtic. Well, most teams do anyway, but Hearts do certainly love beating Celtic. So well, we've we've already been to Tynecastle once this season in the, the League Cup, so we, we we certainly did get the. The victory there, which was uh, which was good to get, but 
Uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, the, the, the previous league game was obviously a 0 draw at Celtic Park, so I don't know if Hearts will be able to attack a bit more at home or, or what, but that'd be good. It should be an entering game, that's the 27th, so that's just after Christmas. Aye, even though the Celtic St John's game is obviously Sunday, it probably makes sense to talk about that context of the Aberdeen Hearts game. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned clean sheets, that's, that's a, a, a first clean sheet in an age. Um, and to be honest, there's this a point that we turn around and say, like, zone markings are way forward because man marking clearly doesn't work. Oh, well, St. Johnson's defending at corners was. It was appalling. Yeah, oh, it was. It was, um, it, we, it was. Both corners were pretty much the same thing. It was a, a run that they got away from the defender and just a, an easy an easy finish. Well, I'd say easy finish. Chief Cheese was a bit more difficult, but the, the, the Boyata header was certainly a. An unmarked header, effectively, because he got away for Dave McKay. But uh, it was it was good to see Chiefy getting the, the score sheet. He's obviously had uh, a bit of trouble at Celtic so far, and uh, trying to get on the on trying to get a game for a starter, but also trying to get in the score sheet. Uh, this was obviously coming off the back of the the one each draw in Turkey against Fenerbahce in our final European game for the season. Uh, and there was certainly one moment in that where Chiefy was like, running through treacle because he had a cracking through ball. I'm going to say it was for Scott Allen because Scott Allen seems to want to play him, but I can't remember. I think it may have been Beaton in this case. Um, but as Chief Chief wanted to get through and, and, and trouble the goalkeeper, but all he managed to do was get tackled by a defender. So I think he went out against St Johnson with a point to prove, and uh, I'm fair point him. That's that's the best way to answer your critics is getting a score sheet a couple of times. Ah, he needs to take his chance when it comes because yeah. obviously Griffiths has been on fire last season. So. Be interesting to see if Celtic would ever play the tournament together. I don't know whether they've done it a couple of times, but only for, like, for like fifteen minutes or so. I um, just kind of shift take coming off the bench or that. Aye, I'm not hundred percent sure. I think you would need to give it a run to see if it would work together because like, there's fifty minutes here there and everywhere doesn't really show much at all. I don't know if there's maybe something tried in training, so it's like a, a kind of plan B. Yeah. Or what? But uh, it's it's something I wouldn't mind seeing, but I don't think. I don't think none of the was too keen on that. I tend to prefer this. I want to say 4 5 with, 1, uh, but it's 4 3 3, and sometimes it's almost 2 5 3. But yeah. Or 2 3 5. But uh, it depends, depends how attacking we're being that thing. Probably flattered uh, Celtic only 3 0, I think. I think it looked like it was probably a closer game. Again, I can only go on with the, sorry, the highlights, but uh, I, I think like, St. Johnson maybe had a, a couple of decent chances, certainly in the first half. Um, well, I think they had a decent one pretty much the first minute for what I was hearing yes uh, if O'Halloran had, had showed a bit more composure yeah. then they would have been ahead after aye about a minute aye, I think the, the so, unfortunate thing for St Johnson is most of the shots were kind of straight at Craig Gordon well, I, know, I know Craig Gordon had a bit of a howler against Fenerbahce but he wasn't going to do it two games in a row <laughs> yeah uh, but that's the first time I mentioned obviously that's the first time St Johnson have failed to score in the league this season is it? I hadn't realised that. That's, that's, that makes so, a place all the more impressive. <laughs> well done to Celtic for that. And Boyata was getting a bit of praise as well. Well, this is an awful thing. We're finally getting a bit of settlement in the, the defence. and We're in the middle of December now, and we're only now just getting to see like, uh, Shimonovic and uh, Boyata playing alongside each other consistently. Now, I know I know we yeah. changed. We, we obviously changed Tierney for uh, Izagiri on the left side. Uh, but then, I, I think that's a good way to manage the, the likes of Tierney. We don't want him playing like, midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend the entire time. It would be nice to, to yeah. swap as a gear in and out of there every so often and, and give Tierney a kind of break because he is still quite a young boy. But it's my yeah, name. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I mean, Tierney certainly played all right against uh, Fenerbahce. Like, again, he's probably been the, the, the one highlight of a, a European campaign. so... I don't think he was. I don't think he was dropped for any reason other than to give him a rest. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably what I'm most impressive as well about safety keeping a clean sheet the weekend is the fact that Brown and Beaton were both out as well because they kind of do good work in terms of protecting the defence as well. But I believe Logic was getting good reviews as well for the way he played. He's been a, a success for this season anyway in the league. He's certainly been more hit than miss this season. I think, which is good to see. But I think I'm still not 100 percent convinced about. Him. Uh, he does have off games, and when he has an off game, he's just anonymous. But I think the likes of Stefan Johansson seems to be 
still having a bit of a bad season. Uh, he's, he had uh, the the midweek game. He did kind of very gently kick out at the guy that later on kicked him and got sent off for it, Diego. Which it, it looked like it was one of these sort of. It wasn't even a kick out. He kind of pushed his foot towards him. <laughs> it was. It was it's hard to describe, you know. It didn't really look like a kick, like a, a traditional kind of kick. But you could, yeah. you could argue that maybe he, he knew what he was doing, and, and maybe should have had the referee noticed it, then he could have been in trouble. But I think it did enough. To, I think it did enough to annoy that guy Diego, who seemed like a hothead, and eventually Diego just lashed it at him and got sent off for it. So, but I think I, I do think um, Stephanie Hansen is is not being that great this season, and he does have it in him. It'd be just fouling people all the time he does I think he, he, he got done for persistent fouling in the, in the St Johnson game which was probably the least surprising thing I'd heard about that game and it was another one I never got a chance to see unfortunately until the, the highlights but uh, I, I, I heard them described in a podcast I was listening to this morning that, uh, as the, the Celtic version of Ian Black now I think that's probably I going a bit far he, <laughs> he, he's a bit clumsy at times but I, don't, I think Ian Black could be a bit vicious by comparison so uh I don't think I'd go with that comparison, but I, I, I can certainly understand the sentiment behind it. Right, I've talked about Celtic enough. We'll, 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 we'll go back to the other Saturday games and we'll talk about how Danny Reddy could beat again. Aye, that's, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about as well. I think this time, though, it looked like they, they didn't really create much and they probably deserved to lose. I think that, that's uh, probably the most frustrating thing for Dundee United's perspective because the last few weeks they've been looking like a team that have been creating plenty but haven't been putting the ball in it unless it's been Bally McKay. Well, I guess Tassel didn't even create that much. So, uh, what's going on? Are they going backwards? Was part of Lennon's job dodgy already? I think he's still trying to figure out what works. He keeps on changing, I think, formation. I think whatever he does, it's not working. So, the, the defending was atrocious for the goal as well, I thought. Yeah. Dillon was allowed was allowed to turn far too easily. Um, but I passed Tassel three in a row. They've won. Aye, that's them up to eighth. Well, there's three of them and twenty points. I'm on S and D as well, and there's that. So they're two points off the top six now. That's not bad. I think they said it was. I they said it was. this was first. First they won the three in a row in the top flight for twenty odd years, but then. Right, what could have played? Been, you know, <laughs> many seasons have been in the top flight. Well, aye, there, there is so, that as well. But, aye, it's, it's, it's credit to them, and that's that's what they need. That's that's moving them away from the. Not not just out of military allegation spot, but the the playoff spot as well. They're three ahead of Kilmarnock now, with the game in hand. Yep. So I am looking at top sets. That's where they're going. That's it. Yeah, they're closer to the top six than they are to the playoff, and that's that's probably the way they want to be thinking. That's what Dundee United have lost twelve out of the last fifteen games in league. Ah, it's, it's, it's really it's, bad. It's looking really grim for them. They're they're now eight behind Kilmarnock. Aye, because Kilmarnock at least managed to get the. Was it the, the, was it the Drew we done the United the previous week? Yes. Right. Uh, the, the only thing that might be in, might end up going in Dundee United's favour is that Kilmarnock have hit a bad run of form again. So if Dundee United pick up a couple of wins and Kilmarnock still kind of continue to slide, then it gives maybe Dundee United a bit of hope. But yeah, but the, the problem with that is even with Kilmarnock on a slide, when they played them last week, they were down to 10 men. <laughs> if Dundee United were going to have any chance of hauling themselves out of this trouble they're in winning against Kilmarnock was it would have been a great start they just they couldn't do it a draw was a at least it stopped them kind of running out of defeats and stuff but it's against 10 men you're looking to do a bit better than that I think yeah well that on Saturday there that was the 7th time this season that Dundee United have failed to score in the league but I don't the fact that they're conceding almost two a, two a game as well yeah, it's well only because you didn't win this team, but uh. aye, <laughs> better continuing on almost almost two a game. Right, I've just I've just I've just figured out what was confusing me. Kamala also lost this weekend, but the reason Danny Nathan now eight behind is because Motherwell won. Yes, and Motherwell were second bottom until the weekend, having moved themselves uh, up to third bottom. Uh, both the Dundee clubs are doing terrible just now. What did they have only had one win in ten or something like that? Yeah, what they they started the season looking pretty good and then yeah. every so often they had a decent game and you think well maybe it's turning around now and it's just it just doesn't seem to be any consistency with Dundee I, I, again talking about uh, defending at corners Dundee's defending at corners was atrocious as well mm-hmm. 
But there was an element of offside in this game for what I've seen as well. It was, it was Scott McDonald's open goal. They weren't sure whether it was onside or offside. I think you were just and on, I think. To be honest, again, it was another one of those ones. It was hard to tell with the, uh, the, the uh, one sports scene camera. But uh, that went, uh, aye, it, was, it was a good result for Marlowe getting the. They're starting, they're starting to look like they're, they're getting to grips under Mark McGee again, which is, is positive for them. It's just it's still a long way to go in the season, obviously. And, they're only they've only picked up a couple of wins. That's anyway. it. Right. They've got the wins under the belt, which uh, makes you a part of line. You bite your hand off for right now. And the one thing as well that's maybe going for this up defence isn't as bad as Dundee, the two Dundee clubs in Kilmarnock. Mm-hmm. I think and maybe they're starting to get a few goals as well. I mean, up next for Mullows a visit to Celtic Park. and They won't really be expected to get anything for there, but anything they can get will be a bonus. The good news for Mullows is... The team immediately will them Kilmarnock are hosting Aberdeen. So, Kilmarnock won't really be expected to get uh, anything for that either. I'm sure Mark McGee's got f- uh, fond memories of the last time he was at Celtic Park, managing a club in Scotland. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just pointing out you brought that game up this time, not me. Aye. <laughs> so. We'll not mention the scoreline, because everybody knows what game we're talking about. Everybody knows, uh. <laughs> So that was a good one for Mullable, like you say, it's, it's Dundee's in a bit of a slump, but um, else, speaking of a team that wasn't a wee bit of a slump, Ross County, they seem to get back to winning ways. They did get back to winning ways, yeah. With a 3-1 win at Hamilton, that was a, I, thought, I, I, was, I was surprised just how well they won that game actually, because it was, it was 3-1, and it could have been a couple more for what I said, they would have had a, a goal chalked off for offside, it looked a bit tight, like 2-1. Oh, yeah. I think the fact as well that Ross County had only won one in the league as well before mm-hmm. Saturday was uh, a bit of a surprise but for me uh, Boy Curran's been a good signing for them because it's tended to be if Boyce isn't scoring Curran's scoring so he's done pretty well but a bit a bit of a kind of well I think no one probably knew anything about him before he came and then a bit like uh, Cummins it's in Johnson who's kind of been injured recently so there's players to be found down south certainly so, I tell you what, I, the, the, the odd thing about this is the highlights don't have paint a different picture for what the, the, the statistics say. Because obviously, the statistics here say Hamilton scored early, or midway through the first half, and it took to all but they were marked for us getting to equalise, and it was two late goals that got them to win. The highlights didn't really portray that in any way. It looked like well, Hamilton took the lead, but then Ross County were the team that were on top, and probably deserved to get the three points. Aye, uh, it was still, like, like, still be good to get some sort of highlights from elsewhere, but. Contract only allowed what a maximum of five minutes. Uh, if you, and you're, you're lucky with most of the games if you even get five minutes. Right, because someone might just talk you through the goals. <laughs> uh, well, I've I've watched highlights back on the likes of BBC website, and it's been a minute and a half. That's brutal. <laughs> it's almost not worth it. Aye. Inverness, they won. Aye, that was uh, the other game for the weekend. Uh, Inverness two, come one, not one. Their first home win since the start of September, I think. Ah, I heard that in the, the, the highlights. It was, I, I was surprised by that. I didn't think I, I didn't think Inverness had struggled that much for a home win. What was the home win against Aberdeen? Aye, probably was. Was that September? Mm, but it can't have been because Aberdeen won eight in a row. Must have been the, pretty, must have been the end of September, if September at all. Because that, that was the game I remember them winning at home and I don't think they won a game at home since and I thought that was the, the statistic. But See, maybe we just shouldn't take information from sports scene, maybe they've got it wrong. Ah, September 26th, Inverness 2, Aberdeen 1. The end, the end of the so month. Uh, end, end of September. And since then, they've lost to St. Johnson, lost to Ross County, drew with Dundee uh, and lost to Celtic at home. So, so that's a, it's, 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 good, it's a good result for them, obviously. It keeps them... Uh, Actually, it keeps them three points away for Kilmarnock so they must have been level in points for Kilmarnock before that game so oh, I, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's, that's lifted them pretty well then Cause they must, seventh. They, they, they've, been, they've been joint with Kilmarnock and now sit second bottom they're up to seventh two points off the top six it's quite tight in that kind of it's very tight seventh to eleventh I think we touched on it a bit last week it's not even seventh to eleventh it's sixth to eleventh really. and they've got, a, a very, they've got a very favourable match at the weekend as well they're home to Dundee United. Mm-hmm. Ah, you would, you would, you would fancy them in that. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come back on the predictions later on. But uh, obviously, with the Kilmarnock and uh, uh, home to Aberdeen, and uh, probably uh, the one I've, I've it's going to be difficult to predict is Dundee Hamilton. I think. Yeah, 
and St. John's and Hearts could be difficult. I think that, that'll be a good game. But I think D- Dundee Hamilton's one of those ones that's going to, oh, which team is on form or which team's off form. And it, could be, it, could be, it could be anything that game. Aye, it's one of those games, can they both lose? Aye, that's it, exactly. Whereas St. John's and Hearts, it's, kinda, it's more along the lines of, can they both win? Aye. Very much the top four or... They're the ones that put in any kind of decent form together. Yeah, aye, because aye, you can see the. I mean, you've got Celtic and Aberdeen, and then there's a bit of a gap back to Hearts and St Johnson, and then there's another bit of a gap to make pretty much the rest of the league. <laughs> Ross <laughs> County have only won three in their last ten. Yeah, I mean, Same with Hamilton. Yeah, because you look at the league, you think Ross County are six behind St Johnson, and they're seven ahead of Kilmarnock. The difference between Ross County and St Johnson are fourth and fifth, and Ross County and Kilmarnock are fifth and eleventh. So. They'll have to take that bottom half. It's not even bottom half. It's bottom half in a bit of the league is, and how much the the top four have pulled away for it. And of course, with, with the Aberdeen man over Hearts, there's a, there's a nice gap there for between the top two and the and third and fourth spot as well. That's indeed. So it's just it's just Dundee United that are kind of adrift for everybody. Aye, as we've said before, they need to pick up wins before January. If they don't, you'd you'd fear from already. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's where are they going to get it from? Because, like you say, the next uh, game is away to Inverness. They're then at home to Motherwell, so Boxing Day, maybe. I mean, if, if they're going to pick up wins against teams like, kind of around them at home uh, to one of those teams, you would think would be their, one of their better chances. Uh, they round out, I mean, out the year with a trip to Tynecastle, so if they're going to get points, it's going to have to be that game at, uh, at home to Motherwell. Yeah, I know it's the day they've released a couple, well, not released a couple, but they've sent players back to their clubs. Yeah. Cool and Target. So that's maybe just a start. Try to change since obviously it's signed Demel and Cinema Pongo, and the boat, the Demel plays where Cool plays, and Cinema Pongo plays where Target plays, so it makes sense. Yeah. For them to go back to their clubs if they're not going to get games in the United. It doesn't even get any better for the he United for the end of the year. They must be really bad if they can't get you out there, do they? That's, that's shocking. The parent club will be wanting to if we can change the contract on But aye, I was saying, it doesn't even get any better for Dunny United once you get into your year. Because having gone to Tynecastle, the next game is across the road at Dens Park. Obviously for the, the, the derby in the 2nd of January. Uh, they're then at home to Celtic after the Scottish Cup game. Um, before they then hit a home game against Kilmarnock on twenty third. So there's the other game they're going to need to win in this kind of spell. So it's a tricky spell for Dundee United for the a team that's already adrift. Any game looks tricky for them, but they fought yeah. they're in. Right. Right. There is that, but you're looking right. at they're, they're playing some of the teams that are in the top sort of couple of positions. They've got uh, a Dundee Derby, which anything can happen in that. That could be that could maybe be the game though. Like, that could make I, that, that could make break it. Yeah, but. I think the thing I noticed as well, it sounds looking really bad. Um, so they, they probably need a bit of support as well. It's, I think I think the problem for the United is it could also kickstart Dundee's season. Yes. <laughs> if they were to get a win over their, their uh, rivals across the road. And even though Dundee, I've only, it's, it's, even though it's crazy, even though Dundee have had 1-1-10, one, one they're only two points off the top sets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... But when you look at Dundee's the next fixtures, it's, it's home to Hamilton and then away to Ross County. So, I mean, there's points they could get there, and certainly the uh, Ross County aren't exactly too far away from them. They're only they're only four points behind Ross County. Still, think Dundee will be all right because of the, they can score goals, but they do need to sort out things at the back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm still very much of thinking that it's going to be any two from Marlborough and Camarlo and Dundee United at the moment. Even though Motherwell are starting to get the, the wins together, but uh, it's kind of hard to. Uh, the, the other teams all look like they've got something about them. Like, like you say, Dundee can get the goals, and Partick Thistle are currently on a nice little run of form at the moment, and Inverness are the kind of team that like, they've been a bit hit and miss, but you know they're, they're, they're quite capable of getting the, the wins that they need. Yeah. And then you're talking about teams that are in, or currently in the top six, sort of Hamilton and Ross County, that have been able to put that runs together in the second half of the season. Uh, in the last couple of years, so it'd be important for Hamilton to hold or hold, keep hold of Ali Crawford in January. Yeah, aye, it's just that, that certainly looks like a, a, a requirement for them because that's what's really screwed Hamilton the last time. 
was uh, when they went for being a, a, a team that were top of the league and then they sold other players and they lost their manager yeah. within, within quick succession and then ended up being a bottom six team but it's what so uh, you would hope they could hang on to their, their key players this sort of January transfer window and, and maybe they'll get the, the, the top six that they missed out on there's probably no need to any, really to talk about Celtic and Thursday. I mean, you touched on it, but I don't think there's any point going into it anymore. No, it was a, it was a it was a dead draw. But as far as you're concerned, it wasn't as fair a batchy, but uh, I mean the, the the draw was sufficient for them to make sure they went uh, through by Molda and not the Ajax. So Celtic and Ajax are out, and that's uh, uh, it for another season. And uh, our coefficient sucks, but we knew that already. I don't think yeah. there's too much of Celtic could have done in this group stage. Campaign to improve that, but it was certainly no, they were done anything to improve it. Um, there's a, there's a whole bit by Keir Murray on the BBC about what's uh, happened to Scotland's coefficient over the last uh, decade. As a point out, in 2005 we were 10th, we were and as of next season we'll be 25th. And to be honest, I mean, 25th doesn't matter that much because I checked it last week and you need to be about 15th or something to get the to even come in with two qualifying rounds instead of three for the Champions League, so... <laughs> it's going to be... It's, it's just going to get worse as well, isn't it? Aye, it's, it, I mean... It, there's uh, no side that's going to get any better. No, it's... It's one of those things. It doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon, but it also doesn't look like it's going to get any worse than what we are now. So, I mean, we could drop a few more places or something, but we, we won't lose any like, qualifying rounds and have to go in earlier or that kind of thing. It'd be uh, good at least if we could get a couple of teams in the group stages of Europa League. Aye. Aye, it'd be nice if we could even get a team close to it. Yeah. When was the last time we had anybody coming through the qualifying rounds that made it to the playoff round of the Europa League? I don't think there was any. Not anything, not until recently. Because Aberdeen managed to get to the... Was it the third you got to this season? The third qualifying yeah. round with what we were. We were associated at two seasons ago. We got to a third qualifying round and then this year it was... Uh, Karate. So, I mean, that meant of all the European uh, fixtures that were played this season, the highlight was probably Aberdeen's thumping 3 0 1 away to. Um, yeah, Rejecker. Aye. I mean, that was it. <laughs> Everything else was disappointing. I mean, St Johnson bowed out meekly. Inverness sounded like they probably should have done better, but didn't. And Celtic was just. Rubbish, rubbish to be game. honest. No. Never, won a, never won a game in the Europa League group stages. Went out to a team like Malmo, which with their budget we usually should be doing better against. Um, Don't they? they even, even if the rounds before that, I mean, Carabag was a 1 0 win. I think the only highlight of that was the, getting the, 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 the mature job we did over in uh, Azerbaijan. It was, it was a well uh, marshalled 0 0 draw to get us through that, that tie. Yeah, but they performed. They performed well though after European fixtures. Was it ten out of ten once? That's it, exactly. I and mean, that's. I think it stretches back to sixteen out of sixteen. We've managed to win, so it's it's, it's ten out of ten this season certainly. But um, aye, I think everybody then points out it's all very good and well. You won your ten out of ten domestically, but look how you did in the European games. And yeah, it's it doesn't read well, unfortunately. Um, so I think we'll we'll obviously get another crack at it next season. Most people are expecting Celtic to win the Champions League, but we'll see. <laughs> you never know. I, I mean, I'd be very surprised if that isn't Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts, and St Johnson that are in the in Europe next season. It might depend on what happens in one of the cup in, in the Scottish Cup, but if it reverts back to the league, it's going to be those four in some kind of order. Yeah, I would think so as well. And I think. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm quite glad that it's kind of consistent with what Aberdeen and what they certainly look like they're starting to make a wee bit of progress with how they're doing in Europe. They're getting more and more experience each year. Uh, let's say that the win against Rijeka was was an absolute fantastic result, but uh, it's just it's just a pity when you couldn't get further than the, the the qualifying rounds. But then you did start in bloody the start of July. Aye, the key so. will be in the summer whether we can hold on to the top players like the likes of Hayes begin mm-hmm. whether they might end up thinking they want a try out down south well of course you're going to have issues with Weiss McGinn McGinn's going to be yeah. the, the European Championships yeah so I would think they would want to get him to try and sign a contract before he goes but um, I would you would think if he's going to play in that tournament he's going to want to keep his options open 
Yeah, you would think so. Do we want to touch on the draw, by the way? What's that? Do we want to touch on the draw? I know, I know Scotland aren't at the European Championship. But the draw, draw, I suppose draw. the one was the interesting one is England and Slovakia. Because they're obviously going to be in the they're obviously going to be in the groups for. Oh yeah, for Scotland uh, perspective, right? Aye, aye. That's, that's, that's a very good point. Uh, aye, I mean, I mean, the, the 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 big thing from these islands was obviously England drawing Wales. Um, I think yeah. BBC are bragging about how they've got the coverage of that game. Um, the real only thing from my perspective is Poland drew Germany. Yes, <laughs> they're very sick of each other. We qualified for them, that's no fair. They should be able to separate that, you know. And then Poland, but Ukraine as Ukraine well, that's quite tasty. The formation in Northern Ireland, so that's when yes. Nam McGinn will be playing against. So I now Nam McGinn's getting to play Germany, that's not bad. Uh, that is on this, that's, that's, that's Northern <laughs> Ireland's last game. That's on the 21st of June. Ah, it's going to be weird, because what, your top two all qualify then, the, is it the... Is it four? Four? Four of the third place teams. Four of the third place, isn't it? You remember the World Cup in 1990? Aye. Just like that. Aye, I think, I think the tournament's probably been diluted a wee bit by having too many teams. I, I don't know whether the quality will be there. Hopefully, though, we've got a good few upsets because I suppose the group stages, some of the teams that qualify, like likes of Wales and that, mm-hmm. qualified by winning their group. The ones that you would say, oh, the, the tournament looks a bit poorer, but... We never know, see. But I, mean, I, I don't think England have got an especially easy group. For instance, I mean, like Russia, there'll be high expectations of them, uh, especially as the, the, the World Cup host for 2018. So this is their last, last competitive tournament before they have to sit out for two years. Because they obviously won't be qualified for their own World Cup. Um, like you say, Slovakia is an interesting point for their perspective because that's obviously the, the Eng- they're in England and Scotland's group for the, the, the World Cup qualifying. Um, and Wales will probably fancy that. Wales will fancy that. Yeah, Wales, Wales is, well, well, I don't think Wales' group is all that great but they qualified from, but certainly are. And an interesting perspective, and, and the fact they're playing England, it's, it's the usual sort of, you want to bat at your neighbour. You know? <laughs> Aye, what was it? The Irish got Italy, Belgium, and Sweden, was it? Yeah, I, I think I, I've got Polish background, I've got Irish background, and I think the Polish background is disappointing that we've got bloody Germany again. As far as Ireland's concerned, I think that's actually quite an interesting group. I mean, there's, there's Italy aren't the great team they used to be, but you still fancy them to probably come out of that group. Yeah. Which means Ireland might be fighting out the second spot with Belgium and Sweden. And that, I... I really don't rate the Belgians. I think that they've got some good individual players, but I've yet to see them gel as a, a team properly. Um, I'm putting Belgium and Wales' group in qualifying. But Belgium and Wales were in the same yeah. group, yeah. So, Belgium didn't win that group. So, the I, I don't uh, know they can be get, they can be got at. The one thing, though, I would think is by the time the tournament begins that Lukaku will be their first choice instead of Benteke. Yeah, I it would surely have to be if he continues the form that he's in. Yeah, but then you can say the same about Sweden. They've got Ibrahimovic. <laughs> and that's 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 always an interesting prospect. Aye, and probably, I would think, might be his last international tournament. Could well be, yeah. We could be looking to be out in this one. So, so aye, I think, I think Ireland's group is certainly... I mean, everybody in that group will fancy their chances of getting through. And I think that's the kind of thing you're looking for in this kind of, this kind of thing. Um just a shame we won't be there. I know. It's, uh, it's, still, it's, it's been a couple of months now since that was confirmed, but uh, it's still a wee bit raw. Uh, just, just, just to go looking through the other groups, I'm thinking like the, the host France, I've got Romania, Albania and Switzerland. Aye. Nice group for France. Aye. Handpicked. Um, Spain are the holders, aren't they? They won Euro 2012. Yes, they did. Yes, they, they did. retained that because it's the, it's the first team to retain the it. The night before my wedding, actually. There you go. But they beat Italy 4-0. Oh, yeah, because I had, I had they beat Italy, they, they gubbed that away, and I was, it was like the night before my what, first anniversary or something. <laughs> so I got to sit and watch a telly in a hotel. It's great. Um, I've got the Czech Republic, Turkey and Croatia. So that's, that's an interesting group. That's, that's certainly... And then you've got Portugal, we've got Iceland, Austria and Hungary. So, Aye, there's some interesting groups and there's some not so interesting groups. Unfortunately, Poland are probably in an interesting group. 
I'd rather be I think in the it's a group though, I think no fans a chance they're going through. No, I'm, it's, I look forward to the, the, the tournament, but I'm still disappointed in Scotland, don't look at him. But uh, I will, it's not as if I won't watch it. <laughs> I'll probably end up watching most of the games. Because they're, right, they're all decent times. They're all decent times. I mean, I'm looking at the, the, the schedule here, and there's like England Wales is 2 o'clock on a Thursday. Who scheduled that? Aye, that's, be, that, that's going to be a lot of half days that day and probably oh, lots aye, of hangover, hangovers on Friday aye, a lot of sick days aye. Um, Albania, Switzerland's a 2 o'clock kickoff on a Saturday so that's fine Spain, Czech Republic Monday 2 o'clock another badly shaded one because that's probably the best game in that group um, and the only other 2 o'clock game is Belgium Republic Ireland on a Saturday again so I mean, they've kept the, the early kickoff games to a minimum which is good uh, so the other kind of kick-off times are 5 o'clock and 8 o'clock, so if you're, if you're quick out of, the, out of work and that, head off to a pub, you could be uh, watching a few of those 5 o'clock games. I think you would hope uh, some of the top games are kind of 8 o'clock. I mean, that way, Ireland, 22nd of June, that's an 8 o'clock kick-off, so I think that's probably the one that the, the Irish will have, have ringed in their calendar. Um, England, Russia is an 8 o'clock kick-off as well. Uh, Germany, Poland, that's an 8 o'clock kickoff. But I mean, it's, it's interesting because the Poles did beat Germany in qualifying at one point, as we sadly know. But aye, that's all for June. And uh, let me see, that could be. I mean, if if Northern Ireland were to bow out in the group stage, their last games of 21st of June, and going back to what we were talking about earlier, you'd be looking at the start of July for, for qualifying possibly. Yeah, it doesn't leave much of a break. No, it does, so there's not a break at all. Though. You might, you might find a good at that the first games, games. which could be a big blow because I think it's, he's very much a big player for Aberdeen. Oh, uh, he's massive, when uh, he yeah. plays Aberdeen, play when he doesn't play Aberdeen, could be in trouble. Aye, so, again, uh, he's on the always. If they're on form, you always think beat anyone in the league. Yeah. Right, let's part with that talk for the um, time is probably marching on quite a bit now, so. Move on to we'll, we'll just skip the mention of the League Cup since uh, SPFL kindly released it about five seconds after I'd hit stop last week on the, the, Aye, the podcast. We, we predicted what would happen anyway, didn't I know, we? Well, I, I don't think I predicted the bonus point and going straight to no, penalties. I never predicted that. Which, uh, I'll need to see how that works, but I don't think I'm, I'm entirely a fan of that. I'd, 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 I'd rather you get bonus points for buying in the goals. Right. Yeah, we'll see how they work it with the loosely regional regionalising it. I mean, I, I, we know the the Petrofac training cup, uh, the early rounds of that are regionalised, so it'll probably be something along those lines. Because as someone pointed out, there'll be well, there should you would think be eight Premiership teams in it. Yeah, right. That that that's me assuming that it's not a Championship team or below that wins the Scottish Cup. So whether they'll have some sort of seeding type whereby all the eight Premiership teams are kept apart. That's an interesting point, actually. I never thought of that. Because they are talking ah. about it's eight groups of five. Aye. Because it's the old, sort of, the old Europa League set-up where well, everybody plays two home and two away. And you only play each other once. Aye, yep. Right, so that's, that's, that's... I wasn't entirely a fan of that, but I could understand why you if I did it. But uh, aye, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it actually well, sets out when we get to it. But, uh, we're a long way from knowing who is going to compete in it. But I, I, now that you mention it, I wouldn't be surprised if we keep all the Premiership teams apart. Yeah, well, our teams hopefully shouldn't be needed to bother about the group stages anyway. Well, that's it. I mean, that, that's the other frustrating aspect of it is the fact that it's all very good and all the moving these games into July. But it doesn't really help our European competitors because they don't take no. part in it. So they were already starting in July as it was. So all it means is everybody's going to be back in July instead of just the, the teams that are, are playing in Europe. So it, you really need to move the league season and if you're, if you're actually trying to help with the, the European campaigns. Now, maybe that's something that's to come because there's been a whole load of other sort of comments from from managers and owners and that in the SPFL that have almost been hinting at league reconstruction again. So... I wouldn't be surprised in the least if they come in, if they turn around and say that they're going to they're going to change something else. Well, I, I think I, I think the the league cup changes could I just be the start of something mm-hmm. something else. We'll see what happens. 
Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that if it ever happens, but uh, it'll probably happen about 30 seconds after we stop another podcast. Who announced you stuff at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. on a Monday night? Aye, it was quite, <laughs> I think it was just after 10 o'clock. It was quite crazy. Oh, you know quite what it was? We had that and we had Danny Lennon. Aye, nice. I know. It was really frustrating. But uh, I, I, I read that it was supposed to give the, the newspapers the exclusive. And when I read that, I thought, it didn't know because I read it on Twitter. Oh, because you're never going to get that now. Yeah. No. Newspapers really because the newspapers will still be in the morning, whereas if I've read it on Twitter that night, then I don't need to buy a newspaper because I've just read it. So, unless you just don't tell anybody at all and just leave it for the newspapers to tell, then that, that point doesn't work. Yeah. Anyway, right, aye, we'll move on to the predictions because we're running out of time. Yeah, it's it's three o'clock Saturday games. Three o'clock Saturday games, yeah, because we're showing the, the, the Championship this weekend with the... The Friday night game and the, the Saturday lunchtime kickoff. So, okay, we'll start off uh, alphabetically. It's Celtic versus Motherwell, and I'm going. I'm um, three now. Back to back green sheets. I'm getting. I'm getting cocky. I'll we'll probably get beaten. I'm certainly thinking I Celtic could score three. I'll go for three one to Celtic. I'm assuming that Odds McBookie will be rubbish as usual, so this isn't even worth considering putting in the charity bit. He will be terrible, I'll get him <laughs> at some point. Celtic, <laughs> Celtic at home against a team that are sitting at some bottom. Hmm. Aye, it's never going to be good. <laughs> what could that be? <laughs> Let's take a guess before you even look. What would you think? 1 to 10? Uh, like that. I was trying to figure out what Muller would be actually. Muller would be about what, like 20 to 1 or something. Yeah, no far off. Celtic are two to seventeen. The draw is eight to one, and Motherwell are twenty-two to one. The draw is eight to one. I remember when teams coming to Celtic Park, well, that was for them to win. Never mind a draw. Eight to one. That's ridiculous. <sighs> All right. Next up, Dundee versus Hamilton. There's that game. I've no idea what's going to happen. I'm going. I'm eh, Paul Bann, Nothing each. See, I don't. Th- no, I don't think. Dundee I don't. I don't actually think. I don't think it's going to be. A, I don't think it will be a, a nil-nil. I just don't uh, want to do that. But maybe, I'll, I, you know what, I'll change that because it'll not be now, no. But one each, right. I'll sit in the fence, but I'll sit in the fence in a sen- more sensible way. Uh, I'd, I, I'd probably be inclined that to go for one each as well, to be fair. Um, Dundee are 64, the draw's 12 to 5, and Hamilton are 9 to 5. Don't like paying draws, unfortunately. Because no. 12 to 5 is not bad for that. Uh, right, next up, Inverness versus Dundee United. Oof. Uh, 2-0 Dundee United no 2-1 because Bar McIver score <laughs> yeah I mean are you just going to keep on betting uh, back in Dundee United until they eventually win or if they eventually no, win no I'm, I'm saying Inverness will win 2-1 but, oh, but, but I was going to say 2-0 and then I thought about it I thought no Bar McIver will come back and haunt his old team so it'll be 2-1 because <laughs> you always score against your old team I'll go for 1-0 to Inverness Um Inverness are evens, which is a great price. Like right. the draw is five to two, and Dundee United are twenty-seven to ten. Okay, I know Inverness haven't maybe been in the greatest of form, but at home, I would fancy them definitely to win. Uh, next up, Kilmarnock versus Aberdeen, and I can't see any other than Aberdeen winning this one. Um, I'll say two 0 Aberdeen. Yep, I was thinking. The exact same. I was just debating whether Josh McGuinness was going to score in the... Um, Kilmarnock are 17, 17 to 4, the draws 29 to 10, and Aberdeen are 13 to 20, so that's not much value, really. No, I don't think yeah. it would be. Alright, next up then, Partick Thistle versus Ross County. It's going to be a game, good game as well, actually. Hmm. Uh, we'll go for a very entertaining two each draw. Two each draw. <laughs> I'll go for Partick Thistle 1 Ross County 2 uh, Partick Thistle are 17-10 to 10, the draws 12-5 to 5, and Ross County are 13-8 to 8. Alright and the final Saturday 3 o'clock game and the final game in the Premiership that way is St Johnston Hearts It was goals galore last time they played anyway Right um I don't think it's will be quite goal scorer this time, but it's, it's definitely both teams to score, isn't it? <laughs> um, um, I, don't, I don't know, because... I know, I, know, I know St. Johnson didn't score against Celtic, but surely it's going to be 
but they're not going to get back to back notch goals. Hearts have only failed to score what three times, but it's been against the bigger teams. Yeah, but not but not St Johnson because they scored a few against St Johnson. And St Johnson don't keep, don't keep clean sheets. So I right, I'll go. To, I'm going to I'm I'll go two one Hearts. Two one Hearts. Yep. Uh, they could easily go the other way to be honest. I I'll go for a, a Desmond two all. <laughs> as it's now known as it's known in the podcast. Yeah. Um, 64 St Johnson the draw is 12 to 5 and hearts are 9 to 5 it's good money depending on what you fancy there aye that's what I right. might be hard so other than Inverness at evens there wasn't really much there that was either no. worth taking or that we agreed on so I think we're no. looking at the lower leagues then we are indeed uh, we are are we looking probably avoid Morton right because it's a Friday game Probably avoid Arlo St. Mirren, probably avoid yep. Livingston Dumbarton. Yeah. Era uh, 64 at Pierhead. That's not bad. Which is not bad. There's no money until fair one, unfortunately. That's it. No, that's not. Airdrie at Cowden Beast or 64. Uh, it could be alright as well. Um yeah, the good win at the weekend, obviously, it's from Noir. Aye. Couldn't be obviously the good win against Forfar, but we, as we proved, they're Forfar in pretty bad run of form. Airdrie's um, away form's pretty decent. They've won four this season. Um, Air have won, Air have only lost one away. Peterhead have only lost one at home. Right, if you just took Airdrie and Inverness, it would be £10 we we'll give you 50 quid back. That, uh, if you were fling air into that as well, the County Beath home form's good. They've only lost one at home. Oof. At Airdrie, Inverness, and Air travel, £10, 125 quid. It's because Airdrie and Air are both 64. What well, have we got at League 2? I know we said it's not a great league for betting on, but. Uh, it's usually not bad for betting at home. Quite a 45. At home, both. Uh, that could be quite decent. Um, what about Arnon it's still in Albion it's a way for him 11 to 8 11 to 8 though I know it's, it's a decent odds if you fancy it but away from from home yeah, not too confident S- in that league still in Albion's home for uh, still in Albion I've had 7 home games they've won 3 drawn 1 lost 3 Arnon's away record 1-4 drawn 1 lost 3 <laughs> aye so don't touch that then it's it's unlikely to be a draw. That's what that says. Unless we think like something like St Mirren will get a bounce from the manager, but Alloa won at the weekend there. Right. If you took Inverness out of it and kept it as a simple double, Airdrie and Air United, ten pound would have turned sixty-two fifty. Die do we trust them though in terms of with their home form that Peterhead and Kevin Beaton put? What about breaking at home to from North? That's thirteen to ten. Thirteen to ten. I don't know what's going on but they're a funny team in that division um, I see what Bre- what's Breakin's home form like I fancy Air and Airdrie better than I fancy Breakin thanks so I mm-hmm. and if I feel enough about an Inverness that'll be the game at Dundee United to say they're not going to oh aye Breakin's home form is awful aye, aye. I, th- I think Air and Airdrie double keep it simple for the two of them aye aye which means we just need a first goal scorer on it. Add in Fairmont player. See, I was, I, well, I was thinking that, but the Fairmont, I've been kind of, the last time we betting Joe Cardo, it was El Bactuary that scored. See, the other thought I had was Cummings, that happens. Hope me Queen of South. Aye, aye. I'll be happy with that. Unless you fancy sticking with Gormley. Just for nah, nah. consistency. Because you know what happens if we go away from him, we'll score this week. Nah, we'll move away from him. If he scores, so be it. But nice, right. But no, Cummins is a good shout. Right, we'll go with Cummins in. That sounds good to me. It's Habs, so I'm just going to check to see if the odds are in there. Because sometimes... Uh, the, I choose tonight, you never know. The more traditional bigger teams get their player in there. Yes, Jason Cummins, first goal scorer, 10-3. 10-3. Aye. That's not... Bad. Aye, I'd be, I would go that. £10 on that would return 
think we saw it in Fairman, like in a shade and it goes about. Aye, aye, I think that's the problem. Well, back to it, he did start well, but he seems to have let that goal we got instead of uh, Cardo a couple of weeks ago. Was, was, it was a name I hadn't seen in a while come up in the, the score seat, unfortunately. So. But aye, Jason Cummins seems to be a bit more of a, a mainstay when it comes to goals. And they're a home great as well, so I fancy, I fancy that one. Alright, so that's about and done for another week. Hopefully we, we can get a win, because we're, we're probably overdue one now. It's been a while, been a few weeks. Aye, we're at a pretty good total for where we are in the season. Yeah, we're well, not bad, but I'd quite like a wee, just a wee kicker, just for a... A wee Christmas bonus. A wee Christmas bonus, that's what we went, there we go. It's, it's not quite the last uh, podcast before Christmas, but it's certainly the last... Uh, it's the last charity about before Christmas. <laughs> so it would be nice for us if somebody could come in with that one. Uh, so good luck to those. And uh, I think we're done for another week. Aye. Which is good because it's now are. getting on what, 11 o'clock. Uh, hopefully we'll be back to normal next week. As normal, Aye, as, normal, as, normal as you can get for the, the festive period because that's when we'll start getting into summer season and the number of games we need to look out for. Ugh, they'll all get called off anyway. Aye. Well, I don't know because we might have had a wee bad spell. We might be getting too cold now. Maybe. Aye, then it's frosty pitches. Frosty pitches, which don't really affect the top flight as much. But they might screw up our first goal score a bit. Yeah. Maybe you stick to Commons a bit more in the coming weeks, depending on the the fixtures. Actually, the Championship doesn't get too bad either. It tends to be a bit like one week two, it's a bit more difficult. Aye, well, in the Championship, you've got a few grounds that will have under South Heaton, whereas. Alright. Well, I've got nothing else. No. I think we're done. Magic. Well, in that case, I will say thanks everybody for listening. I'll say thanks for coming on, John. Cheers, guys. And talk to you all again next week. (laughs) 